On today's episode of More Important Issues, we're talking Tennessee basketball and their narrow escape of Alabama this weekend. We also look forward at the Vanderbilt game. We look around at college basketball and talk about Tennessee's new ranking. Hint, it's at the top. We look at some recruiting news, some volunteer football news. We also have the NFL playoffs, and today's segments include most important of the week and fail of the week. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. The NFL playoffs are here. It's actually championship week, and it is time to get in on the action with MyBookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is right around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code ISSUE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Get in before the Super Bowl, guys, at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 20th. I'm Caleb, joined by Landon Raby. Guys, the Vols may be number one by the time you listen. Well, not by the time you listen to this podcast, but they won't come out till later in the day. And I know you're listening to it on your morning work. Uh, commute. Unless you're off work tomorrow, then happy holidays. You may be listening to this on a Tuesday, so maybe the Vols are number one by the time you hear this. They'll release it tomorrow. Yeah, but if you're listening in the morning. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. Then you probably, you probably don't know yet. But the Vols should be number one. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean. There's doubt. but There's, there's doubt because there should, there, it's a, you know. There shouldn't be that much to look into. No, the uh, Duke lost at home to an unranked team. Period. Yeah. They were out of it. All it boiled down to is if Virginia won or not. That's And even then, that was questionable. Yeah. Because, you know, why should they jump us if we won? That's why I say it's questionable. They would have been undefeated, you're right, but they were number four. So, yeah. A lot of, lot of question marks there, definitely. But it's been a good week in the sports. Um, obviously, the Alabama-Tennessee game, um, that put Tennessee pretty much in that um, – Number one spot, close game. Uh, you've had the NFL playoffs as well that have uh, taken place today. We're recording uh, at halftime of the Chiefs and Patriots game. We just watched the Saints versus uh, Rams. The Rams advancing to the Super Bowl um, off of a freaking dong punch. <laughs> dong punch, absolutely. Two, two dong punches, really. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he left. Zero doubt in those kicks. Yeah, I mean, the first one knuckled so hard you could tell he hit it. He, he, he stroked it like he normally would. He wasn't leaving anything to chance. Uh, and then, I mean, the game winner, he had to dong punch. It was a 57-yarder. Yeah. <laughs> so, And that's why he is one of the highest-paid kickers in the NFL because he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Right. Right. Yeah, that was uh, – He lied – he was one of my highest scoring players in fantasy last yeah. year. I mean that that's what he does is that's what a lot of the good kickers in the league do for you in fantasy is they can almost win games for you. Because they like today he would have had I mean, I want to say twenty seven points, that's off the top of my head. He had fourteen points in real life. Yeah. He had more than half of their points. I feel like if you were ever gonna name a kicker, I know we'll get into this. I'll stop after this. 
I feel like if you were ever going to name a kicker the MVP, today was the day. He sent you into overtime and then hit the game winner from 57 yards. Oh, yeah. And then scored more than half your points. Right. <laughs> so, if you were ever going to do it, today was the day. Um, but, obviously, that didn't happen. I don't know who got MVP of the NFC Championship game. But, but from the way that this AFC Championship is looking, it looks like this was probably the Super Bowl. Yeah, and everyone was assuming, was assuming that the AFC Championship was going to be the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, anyways, interesting ride. Let's jump right into Tennessee basketball, though. Um Kind of a quiet day on their end. Uh, you know, you, you somewhat struggled in the first half. Um, I mean, normal struggles for a team that, you know, is facing a, a – a, I'm not going to say a rival because in basketball they're really not. But, you know, there's that animosity there between yeah, the two teams. A, there's still the hatred um, in any sport. Right. I mean, they can verse each other in swimming, and they're not going to like each other. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess rival's fair. So, you knew being a number three team, uh, they're coming on the road. It's a Saturday environment. You knew it was going to be a tough test. So, struggled somewhat for that. Going to the half up 12, 10, 12. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, come out of halftime, and Alabama goes on a tear. Um, mainly, the only the only reason is that ugly-ass mullet dude, John Petty, who sounds like a NASCAR driver? Isn't there? Yeah, Richard Petty. I was like, that guy's a NASCAR driver with that last name. Um, that's really the only reason they were able to stay in it. it was his six of ten from three point range? Most of those, if not all, of those coming in the second half. Um, Eleven of eighteen from the field. Thankfully, yeah. they were terrible from the free throw line. He had twenty. He had twenty points in like ten minutes yeah. in the second half. He's only a sophomore. I'll preface this first statement or this next statement with that. But that matched his career high yesterday. Yeah. So. Um, he was off the bench. Really, besides him, the only person that gave us trouble was uh, Hall. There was a stretch of about six, eight points where we just couldn't figure out what they were doing on that little slip screen they were running, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't understand why. Like, I know we normally have to go, need, you need help on that point guard play there, but their guards weren't good enough to really get around a screen and beat us. So why didn't you just stay with Hall? Yeah. And they finally got it figured out after a timeout. I think Rick tried to let them work it out on the court. And then after it happened three or four times, he said, "All right, we're just going to call a timeout." And, and then it was worked out. From it didn't happen the rest of the game, right? So they they did get it figured out. Um, but well, I think this game just goes to show that Tennessee is going to get everybody's best shot yeah. every game. Yeah, it's, def- it's not going to get easier. So if you think it is, it's not. Um, I'm not. I don't know if this is a rollover from the Arkansas game in terms of second half, kind of sitting back, um, felt comfortable. Arkansas is a different story, though. You go in. Uh, up 30. That yeah. That's a game you can, I understand, being able to sit back. Yeah. 10-12, especially at half, isn't a lead. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, they come out and get on a roll, and, and they're on you like they were. Um, and, and they had a couple guys shooting hot out of, out of the halftime, not just Petty. Um, a couple guys make there. And it, it got dangerous, and you've been kind of harping on our, our ability to defend the three-point man it was exposed in the second half. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest – and I think – we'll get into Vanderbilt here in a minute – but I think that's what every team's going to try to do against us after watching what's unfolded in the past two games. Um, and then you look at Florida as well, so past three games, is people's ability to shoot, other teams' ability to shoot from three-point has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Alabama 38% from there, uh, and that's really all they were trying in the second half, trying to trying to stay ahead or catch a lead, one or the other. And if the game is in a lot different shape, if they hit their free throws, yeah, they shot forty four percent from the, from we, the free throw line. 
I'm we probably lose that game. Yeah. So and, no. and you, you know you, you hear this with every every sport that it's all about the little things, but you know those extra free throws in practice really showed out. Yeah. Against Alabama on Saturday. Right. And Alabama's um, I think overall a pretty young team too. Uh, Petty's just a sophomore. Lewis is a sophomore junior. Can't remember which one. He's younger. Um, so a couple guys, I think Hall is older though, right? Um, a couple guys on that roster though that the next year they're going to be trouble. Um, yeah, Hall's a senior. So it just showed that we were, we came out in the second half, I think, and tried to sit back. Um, we've got to figure out that three point. Pons, man, Pons is a great defender, but if he gets caught up in traffic, he can't get through it for some reason. And I don't understand why. There are so many times that. It, I, twice off the top of my head, that Petty was able to go baseline um, and get open just from you know just from chaos in the middle, screen set in the middle, yeah. uh, sliding through there. Um, and then I mean, there's other times where if they, if whoever pawns his garden off the screen, luckily most of the time he's fast enough to make up for it. Um, but Petty was doing a great job having his hands and feet ready when he caught it and shooting. So. Yeah, and Bowden stated. A Saturday that he is the best defender on this team. Yeah, that, that that's a that's another thing that changed it is putting Bowden in to, and switching that up. Yeah, because he kept Petty the last ten minutes. Yeah. I don't think Petty scored anything. Yeah, and that's the one thing. You know, if if we catch another hot shooter, whoever the hot shooter is and whoever's on the hot shooter, I think you just got to get out of that man. Whoever's on him, he won't be helping in the zone. Right. You just got to let him stay man to man. If we, I mean, what what is it to us if we give up? Uh, you know. A two pointer on, on a couple plays to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to keep away those threes, especially when the team's shooting real hot. Yeah. Give them, you know, if, if if we have to give them something, give them the layup. Oh yeah. So, you know, for you know, keep it away from the guy who has the hot hand. And, and I mean, with the guys you have in there, the way uh, uh, Alexander's been playing, and then you have Williams, um, sometimes Pons in, in there to rim, uh, in there to rim protect, like. I'm going to take our chances in the paint, especially with the way we've been playing perimeter D this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I would way rather give up a layup, um, a contested layup of that, because yeah. we had seven blocks yesterday. Yeah. Alexander had five of those. Um, so we, we have rim protectors that can protect the paint. You know, we just – we can't have a guy a lot of a lot of stuff from three. No, absolutely not. Um you know, and just to and open of, threes. There was a lot of op- too many open threes. Again, the pawns getting just lost going yeah. down, going through that baseline uh, traffic. It's it it changed with Bowden, and maybe that's where you kind of see Pons's understanding of the game. You know how how much has he caught on? Because um, I didn't mean that last year. That was his trouble. Is is mm-hmm. he was um, Derek Walker, if you will, on the court. Yeah. Uh, just didn't really know where to go and, and couldn't get into the flow of the game. Yeah. Um, and then this year, offensively, I mean, it's it's like he doesn't want to touch the ball unless it's an alley-oop. <laughs> so, which I mean, he was able to get one yesterday. So, power to him. Um, but it, I think he's he's in there to a similar role as John Fulkerson. He's okay. in there to recap. Absolutely. And, and he gives us so much defensively that you can you – you understand why he's in there. Right. Um, I mean, he gives us a ton defensively. And I was talking about this with someone. I just kind of wonder how long – he lasts in the starting lineup, especially when we get deeper into conference play and, and you roll into March. You know, you're. It's going to be tough to play the first two to three minutes of basketball with really only four offensive players, and yeah. the teams are going to pick up on that. And they're going to, you know, 
You don't need to guard Ponce heavily, uh, especially if he's out on the perimeter. He's not going to shoot the ball. Um, so I kind of wonder how long it'll be until Ballin's kind of back in that starting lineup. And I I just don't I don't know. And maybe it works out, and maybe Pond's able to do more as the season goes. I'm sure that's possible. But uh, as it stands right now, I don't see how he'll be in the starting lineup come late March. You know, late. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only reason I could think of was is just it's not hurting you now. I mean, no, it's it's not hurting. I mean, you I guess you could argue it is. You know, it might. Um, but you're still winning games with it. Absolutely, and, and you're able to get that second group that comes in. You're able to get. You know, points with them as well. Absolutely, it's not hurting you yet. Um, and, and I maybe I, I need to dial in closer to those first two minutes, three minutes of basketball before he comes out. Um, but I mean, I just know when he's out on the court, it's it's very rare that he's involved in the offensive play. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not. If he's touching the ball, he's not shooting. Yeah, <laughs> unless he's at the rim. So, um, but I think we got to be- do a better job of if if you're not open, like. You don't have to shoot. I think that's Schofield's biggest problem is he tried we, to do he yeah, tried to we, do too much. We force a lot of stuff that doesn't need yeah. to be forced. And, and, a lot and granted, of, it some yesterday too. Yeah, and a lot of people talked about how Schofield also did that in the Kansas game, and it cost us. I'll give him the Kansas game because at that point in the season, he was really our only go-to guy when Grant fouled out. Yeah. At that point, all we had Bowden hadn't heated. Bowden was struggling at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Bone wasn't. I mean, Bob wasn't playing bad, but he's never probably going to be our go-to guy. No, um, you know, Alexander wasn't our, wasn't a go-to guy, still isn't. Um, but Schofield now has to know that he has one, two, three, potentially four guys that when he's not shooting well, let them work, and, and you know, do your thing, drop, penetrate, try to draw defenders to you. But you got to know when you're not shooting well that. There's other guys on this team now that can do it. And and part of the thing, I hate to tell him just to give up when he's in a slump because he can, you know, he can catch back up because he's a you know, he's a he's a pretty he's a quality shooter. Um and uh, you know, he can get to the rim anytime he wants. Right. And and that I guess that's part of the territory when you tell a player that to go take over a game and make it his that sometimes there's going to be days where he's off and it might take a while to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and he was definitely off 4 of 17 from the yeah. field. One for four from three, um, but gave you a double double. You know he he made his presence you know known on on rebounds and you know found some points at the end and had some. I think he had four assists. So yeah, um, you know filled up the stat sheet. But you know one of those games where I think he could have got it to other players on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of chunking up a, a fadeaway or a contested three or even a long three, I, I don't I don't like. Coming up the court and pulling up from three, like right. it, nobody on this team is Steph Curry. No, no, definitely not. And um, yeah. and our bread and butter is inside and in, in the paint. So I don't know why we're why we rely on the three. Yeah, when you when you're shooting threes, they've got to come from inside out, not the other way around. Right, they, and, and it, it, be it feels like look. when when they hit a three, it felt like we had to hit a three. Yeah, the the only time the three should be our first look is Jordan Bowden coming off the screen, or Schofield gets the ball wide open. That should, or I mean, I'm I'm on bone, um, you know, pulling up. But like you said, it shouldn't be his first time down the court. Yeah. It shouldn't be come down the court, pull up three. It should be when you reset an offense and you have space, maybe. Um, but the only guys who should be, you know, three look first is is Bowden off the screen, and I, I think he's probably the only player on our team. Schofield maybe too. I don't. Schofield's not a catch and shoot guy. It's Bowden. Bowden's probably the only. And Lamonte. Yeah. Are the only catch and sh- you know catch and shoot guys that hands and feet ready and can go. 
Yeah. Schofield can get the ball. Schofield can shoot with people in his face. Obviously, it's not ideal, but he's big enough and lengthy enough to do it. Right. So, um, but I mean, hey, a win is a win. It was ugly, but you escaped it. Um, you had some guys put some good numbers out there. Um, you know, and then at the end of the game, you had some fouls that were fouls and calls that were questionable. I've watched that travel a hundred times, and I guess I could see how it could get called, but I can't believe it got called. Yeah, like I'm. I think it's bang bang, and I I would not say for sure it's a walk. I wouldn't say for sure it wasn't either. Though. So yeah, I mean, if I was a ref, I'm probably not calling. A walk. That's why, like, especially in that point in the game. But I don't. And and but to look back and how they got that possession, I don't call that charge on Grant. No, he he turned his shoulders. He didn't initiate contact with it. He didn't lower his shoulder into him. He was he was rotating, and the, and guy, the guy falls falls down. And the guy falls down. And a guy never should fall down on that contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it's not like he was moving. There was no momentum moving forward. forward he no. was he was yeah he was bringing the ball across his body. Yeah, he didn't lower his shoulder underneath. into him. He caught his shoulder on the guy. That, yeah. There's a big difference. He wasn't going forward. I just don't understand how that's called a it, charge. It's like you you have to. Have st- have space to be able to pivot. Yeah, and he had no space. He right. literally just um, swept the ball underneath his knees. Right, and, and then he, a couple minutes before that, he had a charge call right on the basket. He was under control. He jumped about as straight up as you could. I don't know if the guy was in the circle or not. I wasn't. They didn't show a replay, so I can't tell you for sure. But well, people were upset about it, so I want to say the yeah. replay said that he was definitely under the basket. I I don't think the guy's feet were set, and Grant was not out of control going up. I don't know how you call it a charge. And that's two points right there that were lost in that possession. Yep. So this is the officiating and it's fun. Yeah, it was rough. And I even give Alabama that walk at the end. I'll give them that. I don't think I don't think it was. So it's not like I'm just being one sided. But I think play of the game definitely um Grant Williams block on John Petty. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Cause there was no doubt in my mind it was going in. Yeah. The way he was shooting. Yeah. Right. I would I agree with that one hundred percent. Um Grant's ability, he he's quicker than he looks. He's a big guy. He doesn't move as, as fast as uh, some of those smaller guys. But his ability to get like get out there and Tom to yeah even getting even getting his face, let alone jump high enough to block the shot. And he's so it's so weird because he's not like physically intimidating. It didn't look like a block shot, huh? It did, it was it, it's how Grant Williams plays. It yeah. didn't look like a block shot. No, it, like I don't know how he got up that high to do that. So I don't know. He's so. It's just, it's just, it's odd. It's odd, like how athletic he looks, or how athletic he doesn't look, but but he is, yeah, absolutely, yep. Um, I think looking at Tuesday or Wednesday, it's a Wednesday game this week. Um, I think looking at at Wednesday's game, it's it's you're gonna need Grant, you're gonna want Grant Williams to make you nervous to step up, huh? To make you nervous? No, not after I've, I've I've looked at Vanderbilt pretty. Pretty good. It doesn't make me nervous. Um, no, I mean, I've only been able to watch one of their games. Um, so, I'm, but you don't think the last summer number one has anything to do with it? No, no, no. This team's totally different. So I'm not. I'm not nervous about that. They. I, the The only thing that makes me nervous about this game isn't Vanderbilt. It's the way we've played in the second half the last two games. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that makes me nervous. But I, if there's a coaching staff and a team that's going to get it fixed in the country, it's this team. Um, I feel like they've proven that thus far. Yeah. So. Uh, but I mean, but it, isn't it nice to like just come out on top on close games like that when you know things aren't really going your way anyway, and you still find a way to win? Yeah. Oh, it's that. I mean, that's that's how championship moves are. I mean, that's I still can't believe Tennessee let 2016 slip out of their fingers. They got so much handed to them. That's how you win championships is getting stuff 
given to you. Yeah. You got to take advantage of those. Right. So, yeah, you got you got to do that. Um, I, I don't think Wednesday will be handed to us <laughs> by any means. Um, I mean, I, like you said, we're going to get everybody's best shot. Uh, however, I mean, this is a game I could see you winning by 20. Uh, yeah. Vanderbilt's chances, I know, are real low on the. Uh, God, they've lost five in a row. They're horrible. They're they're zero and five in SEC play. Jesus. Um, so last year we beat them twice. Uh, the f- the first contest, Grant Williams had thirty seven, and Admiral had twenty two. Uh, How many do we beat Georgia by? Forty six. Forty six. Yeah. So they lost to Georgia by nineteen. Like I said, <laughs> I, I think you win this. I think you you have every bit of the ability to win this game by twenty. Oh, I really my. do. They're um, horrible. They're they're terrible. And I know I know it sucks they lost their best player out for the year, the yeah. uh, Garland. And thankfully he's probably not gonna be here next year. But yeah, he was averaging sixteen points a game in the five games he played. Yeah. So um last year when we played him, the first game, Grant Williams had thirty seven, Admiral had twenty two. Saban Lee for them had twenty one. Um he's just he's starting this year for him. Uh but we played him late January and out of their returning players they combined for seven points. So they the rest of their points, I think it was eighty or sixty two. So the rest of their sixty two points, they graduated all all of those. Hmm. So losing losing a lot of points and not returning a ton in that last contest. I like it. Yeah, so that's definitely gonna be rough. Um, so it's a it's a brand new roster, pretty much that we're seeing for the most part. Dude, uh, they are horrible. I'm looking at their are. schedule right now. They haven't beat anybody. They beat an eighteen ranked Arizona State team. No, nah, I mean they they they've been but struggling a lot. Uh, I mean the biggest the biggest person to look you know that could give us trouble, but I don't think he will for this reason. It, it sh- is I don't even know how to pronounce it. It looks so wrong. Shatu, Shatu, Shatu. Um, <laughs> he's he's a forward. He he's pretty solid, but that's our game. I mean, yeah. So you're playing your game is playing right into ours that we're really good at. I just don't see how you can be how you can beat us doing that. Um, I mean he he's not their best player by any means, but he's probably their their best game. Mm-hmm. Um, their guard play is just not very good. They la- they lack a ton of creativity on the offensive end. Um, they it, it's it's nothing special. I don't I don't think we'll have a problem. I imagine if I'm Vanderbilt, I'm gonna shoot the three. I'm gonna try to win this game by doing that because that's all you can do. Um, and, and they're not very good from three either. Uh, against Mississippi State, they were 26 percent, so five of 19. They're willing to shoot it. They they averaged about twenty to twenty three shots a game uh, from three point range. So they're willing to do it. Uh, they're just not great at it. Yeah. So uh, again, I just don't. I don't see how you lose this game. I, I'm I'm willing to take bets on this game. Yeah. Um, they're not going to out rebound us by any means. That that's for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't get how they would do it. Uh, about the only guy that'll maybe give us trouble, but he's white and he's slow, so I don't think he will. Um is, is Matt Ryan. So I, I but I don't I don't think he'll happen. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. Oh nice. Yep. I guess since football season's over, you know, he had to do something. Yeah, and and they've got two guys that are pretty, you know, can help him off the bench, but again, they're not scoring points. They're not registering stats. I I, I don't see how this is a loss for us. I really don't. Yeah. And I I'm looking at the assist per game right now and that just tells me all I need yeah. to know is um, they're not a a great defending team. No, uh, they're they they leave a lot of guys open. That's what that tells me. Yeah, and uh, they've got you know I said their guards aren't good. Um, another reason Saban Lee he's a, he's starting for them. Um, he's only shot five threes in SEC play. 
and he, and he, I don't I don't see him being able to get to the rim around Lamonte. Um, around I, I I mean I don't know who they'll put pawns on. I would I would think him to start the game. Um, him or Neesmith, I would imagine. Um, probably probably Neesmith, but still, I mean, are you gonna? Their guards aren't faster than yeah. Bone. Their guards aren't faster than Bone. Who cares? It's very true too. Who cares? And they're not faster than Schofield, or they're not better than Schofield. I just we're more talented at every position. So let's just go. I was looking at the um, the tickets available, and the cheapest ticket seventy two dollars. I mean, Va- Vanderbilt. I mean, you could probably find them cheaper, but that's from like the ESPN side. Is like Vander- Vanderbilt fans are taking advantage of Tennessee wanting to come watch us watch Tennessee whoop their ass. The next highest um, ticket price, which is the low ticket price um, this season for Vanderbilt, is Kentucky, and it's thirty-one. That <laughs> no, I don't. The rest of them are like five dollars. You can get in for five dollars. Yeah. They're going to take advantage of us wanting to come in there and watch us absolutely demolish them. Again, I think at least a 20-point victory. I mean, the, looking at this team's scoring ability, this team's rebounding ability, especially offensive rebounding ability, I don't see them scoring 50. I really don't. No. And that, that, again, but that's if you come in and you play the defense you can. If, if we see the Tennessee that played the second half versus Arkansas and the second half versus Alabama, and even some of the first half versus Alabama – then it might be a unfortunately close game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get the team that played that second half against Florida, um, that you know found their rhythm six minutes into the Missouri game, that absolutely thrashed Georgia, then yeah, they won't score fifty. They don't have the ability to do it. They don't. No. So and, and it three point shooting. If we get beat by three point shooting this game, I will lose my mind. Yeah, no, and not. I mean, I don't mean like lose the game. I mean like they are hitting three after three on us. That is what I mean by getting beat by the three. Yeah. So we we cannot get. Ah, I'll say this: if we, I know I hope we don't lose any game. But if we were to lose a game this season, it would be because somebody's lining us up from three. Yeah, because that that's what's killing us right and, now. And I don't understand it. You have this absolutely just physical man front court. Make people play into that. Yeah, you know, bully them. I would rather Grant Williams foul out because someone keeps coming into the lane than someone just light us up from three. I really would. Yeah. I mean, it would suck, but at least they're not just lighting us up because we can't defend the perimeter. Right. And so, we have guys that can score on the other end. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't prepare much for West Virginia because I didn't – well, no, we'll see him before West Virginia. Never mind. Yep. We'll see you Wednesday. It's, I'm an idiot. I was like, I just realized that we wouldn't see him before West Virginia, but we will. Um, so I won't mention that game except for saying that we play West Virginia next Saturday. Um, that's a home game though, too. So uh, we should be number one. We should be number one, and we should be number one going into West Virginia. Is that what you're saying? We will be number one going into West Virginia. We sh- we should be number one come come tomorrow. We should come be on. number one come tomorrow. We should be number one come South Carolina on ne- next Tuesday. Um, I mean, you shouldn't drop the Vanderbilt game. At, you, there's no absolutely no reason to drop the Vanderbilt game. Um, West Virginia is probably just as likely. Like, there's no reason to drop any game this week. Yep. So, uh, you know, and if you plan on attending the Vanderbilt game, you don't have tickets. We have a way for you to do that. We do. So let me take a second to tell you about our new friends from TickSplits, um, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in, 
extra fees and unexplained service charges at tick splits the price you see is the price you pay unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event concert or broadway show of your choosing go to ticksplits.com and enter promo code armchair at checkout to receive five percent off your total ticket purchase that's t-i-x-b-l-i-t-z.com promo code armchair tick splits guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions if you haven't, if you're going to go to Nashville on Wednesday, definitely go to the Vanderbilt game. Hopefully, you, I'm sh- sure you can find great deals on Tix Blooks. Head over there and check it check out. Check them out. Don't pay those ridiculous fees on the other websites. There's no reason to. Nope. And you get 5%. Oh, yeah. 5% discount. Come Anything on. helps. Everything. Every little bit helps. Um, looking at some Tennessee football and Tennessee recruiting, before we jump all the way into it, T. Martin officially announced at the UT game, it's officially official. Officially official. It was officially unofficial at first. Yes. Or unofficially official, whichever way you want to say it. I still don't think he has an actual title, but he's Correct. he's on staff. He's he getting on, paid now. He's officially on staff. His son was wearing a Tennessee jersey today. Um, I like it. So, but him and Jim Chaney were both announced. Obviously, he received um, a little bit more of, of an applause. Uh, but both got a standing ovation. Um, it it kind of... That coming uh, home video gave me chills. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it's definitely exciting to have him back. Um, we talked about it a little bit, so we won't go into too much depth. But just what he brings to us, um, not just football, but – well, I mean, this is football, obviously. But not just X's and O's, but what he does in the recruiting game changes a ton for us. So, big big get. He is big. He is a, he is a big dude. Um, Jim Chaney is also big. Jim, Yeah, we welcomed – I mean – Jerry Pruitt's gonna have to hide his cornbread because they will try to eat it. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Just 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 by looking at him, I think that's the there same isn't assumption. enough cornbread in the city of Knoxville to go around our coaching staff. No, right. there's you're absolutely right. Um, so I mean, if you're in the cornbread business, maybe start heading over to the UT athletic facility. Yeah, probably the place for you. I don't don't tell them. Bait goods or anything like that. Yep. If I'm a Girl Scouts, I'm setting up right in front of the Anderson training facility. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of which, I got to get my Girl Scout cookies. I gotta get him. Um, do what? I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Recruiting though, what you got for me? Recruiting. So we had some official visits this uh, weekend. Some guys that uh, said they were coming didn't really make the make the trip. Um, Christian Williams was one of those people. He's from Southwind uh, down in Memphis. Um, he is committed to Minnesota. Decided not to take the trip. I think you. Want to save it or maybe go somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think Tennessee's that high on him right now anyway. Um, but the three guys you had, you had Jamie Robinson um, is a four star, or three-star safety out of uh, Leesburg, Georgia. Um, I think his favorite right now is South Carolina, but it was good to get him on campus, kind of see where Tennessee stands with him. They want to add you know more guys to that secondary. And then um, defensive tackle um, – Three-star defensive tackle Daryl Middleton um, from East Mississippi Community College in Scuba. Scuba uh, made his official visit. Um, he's all of all, you know. He just wanted to make um, make it official, I guess. And because uh, I, I don't think he's signed early, didn't sign. Um, it says he is signed. That's weird. Just taking um, those free visits, I guess. I, yeah, I guess he's he's signed, but he's not an early enrollee, so he still is able to take um, those visits. And then you had uh, Dwayne Griffin. 
He's a wide receiver from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I think he, he's. I think LSU was definitely his favorite, um, but it doesn't look like they're going to offer him. Um, so Tennessee is like his biggest offer right now, and I think he's just a guy that is very under the radar, did not go to all the camps and stuff. So um, but look for Tennessee. If they want to add that another playmaker on offense, then you know he's a guy that could get that um, – get the nod to go ahead and, and commit and sign. If uh, I feel like that's if five-star George Pickens um, doesn't pick Tennessee. It looks like he's headed to Auburn, but we'll see. Um, and then uh, I think there's a dead period. Is there a dead period? Yeah, it's it's like yeah. right before signing day. Yeah, so I think this week's a dead period, and the next week is the last weekend to take your official visits. Okay. Um, right before signing day. So – and that's when we'll um, have five-star offensive tackle Darnell Wright and three-star inside linebacker Christopher Russell on campus for their official visits. Look for Tennessee to lock those guys down. And uh, Henry Tioto um, is a guy right now Tennessee really wants. And um, I, I don't know if we talked about it last episode or not, but Tosh LePoy was his biggest recruiter at, Arcan- or at Alabama and is yeah. headed to the Cleveland Browns. Um so I think Alabama's still being hurt by, you know, that stability at, on, on the coaching staff. Right. So, you know, look for Tennessee to try to sneak their way into into it. He's getting a lot of crystal balls right now, so we'll see kind of where that goes. But I'm, I'm always weary about um, guys from California, like West Coast guys. They're, they're tough to get and – with, there's no connection. I mean, that T. Martin connection is all we got now, which is something. But well, actually, um, Kevin Simon is his coach okay. at De La Salle. Okay. Um, so there's and Nina Meyer's been to church. Yeah. With his parents, been to his mom's work, been to his dad's work. So, you know, he's definitely co- close with this coaching staff, and it was good to get him on campus. But we'll see if we can hold off Alabama's um, official visit. Right. Which was this weekend. So it looks like we. Sustained it so far, um, where we can, you know, hopefully slide in there and and get him and add him to that talented young linebacking core. Yeah, with JJ Peterson, um, so, Terry so. Tioto, and who else do we? Oh, Crouch. And I saw where we had a it was it was Junior Day this weekend. Yeah, we had a white four star inside linebacker, and he's committed to Alabama. Ooh. So, and I watched a little bit of his highlight. He's fast too. Yeah. So we we there was um, junior day uh, had a lot of guys in state um, that are big on Tennessee's board make the trip. I think Marcus Henderson is one of those guys. I think he's from University School of Jackson. Okay. Um, but from that Memphis area, and there Eric Gray and some of those guys from the Memphis area are really trying to get um, you know close that border and have those guys come to Tennessee instead of other places. Right. Um, was gonna, oh, oh, D'Angelo Gibbs. We got a um, transfer oh, yeah. uh, from Georgia. Yeah. Um, he was a four-star – I guess he was considered an athlete. He played both sides of the ball at Grayson High School in Georgia. Um, played DB at Georgia. Didn't really see the field much. Um, played a little bit, I think special teams mostly. And then – 
you know, decided he wanted to transfer, and it looks like Tennessee's going to give him a shot to play receiver. So, we'll kind yeah, of I was kind of curious about that. Kind of see what how that works out. I mean, he he will have to sit out this year, but um, you know, maybe it'll just give him time to learn the offense and, right. and get comfortable with this team before he's you know actually good to play. Absolutely. Um, I've skipped cover college basketball. Sorry about that. You're good. Um, like we mentioned earlier, though, there are several teams that got knocked off that allowed Tennessee to hopefully move into that very easy decision of number one. I think Dick Vitale at least had us at number one, so that's good. Um, Whoever Dick Vitale picks, <laughs> that's who I'm going with, too. Uh, but Duke, and I know it doesn't sound like – it sounds backwards because they were ranked ahead, at the, ahead of them at the time, but knocked off Virginia because Virginia was undefeated at the time. Um, it looked as though Duke was definitely going to move back to at least number two in these latest rankings. Um, especially after Wisconsin knocks off number two Michigan, who just – I mean, 10's a little deceiving, but they had the lead by, I think, five at the end of the game. Like, pretty yeah. pretty sound um, for the end of the game. Um, and then, you know, what does kind of hurt uh, a little bit is that West Virginia beating Kansas. Kansas is killing me, man. They've just been bad. Yeah, they – Lately. And they were undefeated after losing Azabuki, and then they – Drop one to a horrible West Virginia team. Yeah. They've also also lost to Arizona State and uh Iowa State. So Yep. No been been a rough go around for them. Um Kentucky Wish we could have got them at this time of the year. Do what? Wish we could have got them at this time of the year. Right. Uh Kentucky barely barely escaping Auburn in Auburn. Um that was a pretty it looked like a pretty hostile environment from highlights. Uh yeah, it looked, it looked like, like a fun game. game. Yep. Um any other notable games? The other day, um, North Carolina beat Miami. Um, Ole Miss, Ole Miss is impressive. Yeah, they are. They scare. They they probably they probably scare me just as much, if not more, than Auburn and Kentucky, just because they're underrated. Yeah. So, who'd they play on Saturday? They played Arkansas. Okay. Spanked him. Yeah, Arkansas's bad. Uh, today, Boston College knocked off Florida State after Florida State should have at least went into overtime with. <laughs> Or no, they would have won that game, wouldn't they? Against Duke last Saturday. Yeah, if they had defended. Yeah, because it was a they hit a three to win by two, right? So damn Florida State, you let that go, and then you lose to Boston College, unranked Boston College. Been a rough week for you. Been a rough week. That's ACC is just beating up on teams. Uh, anything else about college basketball other than we should be number one? That's it. Just we should be number one. There's no doubt. No doubt. Um. Looking at the NFL playoffs, like I mentioned, we are currently watching the Chiefs and the Patriots game. Uh, the Chiefs finally scored; they got on the board. Um, I think the last the last time they played was it forty three to thirty four or thirty eight, something like that. Yeah. Very high scoring, right? So opposite here, obviously. Um, is it the cold? I think it's the question you have to ask. Or was it forty three forty? Yeah, I, th- I think it was a game winning goal. So. Yeah. Forty three thirty four was the when the Saints and Rams played last. Gotcha. So, is it the cold? Is it the cold holding everybody down? Slowing everybody up? It's slowing me down, dude. I hate the cold. (laughs) Eric Berry is back. Eric Berry is back. It's good to see him back. Love that dude. Um, I didn't want to wear the jersey because I haven't worn it all year. uh, So, I didn't want to jinx anything, you know. Mm, Didn't want to do that, yeah. Anybody Um, but the Patriots is killing me. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So, third quarter, 419 left. Uh, The Patriots about to kick a field goal. If they hit it, they will be up by 10. Plenty of time to come back, especially if Patrick Mahomes can get going. In their high octane offense, 
Still cold. Still cold. He stroked that. Yep. Go up by 10. Uh, like we mentioned, the Rams and Saints earlier. I don't – so let's – that P.I. call that they should have won the game. That's horrible. But also, is that not targeting? It's a defenseless receiver. He hits him helmet to helmet with his head ducked. I feel like that's the very definition of targeting. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it could have been targeting, pass interference. There was – I mean, you could have called anything there. Yeah. I just like – even if you don't think it's P.I., like if you think he got there when the ball got there – I thought that's the whole point of that targeting rule is when the player's playing the ball, you can't just go after their upper ball or their head. Yeah, maybe it was, there was so much wrong with that play. They just can't all canceled out? They di- Yeah, they didn't know what to call, so they just didn't call anything. Nothing, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, and then we talked about uh, Zerlon just being an absolute animal and dong, dong, punch. dong punching things, uh, dong punching balls through uprights. <laughs> It, you know Saints, because especially if they the ones that had that back view of it that were in the opposite end zone saw that kick start going right, they about shit their pants. Do and you then, think, like, they let kickers walk anywhere? Do you think they just, like, carry them? What do you mean? Like, after you kick something like that, like, you should just carry the kicker. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you should never, like, rest that leg on ground. Dude, Zerlon looks so just unfazed by everything. So, he got iced twice. But he didn't kick either of those field goals. Like he didn't kick it. He just he on the second one I watched him, he just walked backwards like 10, 15 yards and then walked back to where the kick was being taking place. And then like everyone's celebrating that he just won the game and he's just like That's me. Yeah. Like he's like, I don't give a f-. yeah, like whatever. We're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> just do, nothing phases him. I'm gonna dong punch you there too. Yeah, dude, that would be that'd be insane. Um especially if it was beat the Patriots. That would be totally fine by me. Oh yeah. So, um, but the, dude, that Drew B's interception that sucks for him. God. Yeah. Like just the way it happened. I mean, the great play. I can't remember who it was. Uh, and like, was I hate it? that. I don't want to see the Rams win just because. Like, I know that they've they have all these guys on one year deals because they want to win a Super Bowl now, and it's yeah. like now or never. Right. Um, with them, but Aaron Donald is a freak. That whole defensive line played so good tonight. Yeah. They they did. They have Brockers, Dante Fowler, Dominican Sue, and Aaron Donald. Like that's nasty. Yeah. It was it, it it's a it's a good defense and then the way they played tonight was I hate really Marcus solid. Peters though. Yeah. He's Dude, and what's what's another crazy thing about this game is Todd Gurley only touched the ball well, he only ran the ball four times. I don't yeah. He touched the ball seven. Uh, yeah. So he only had he had three receptions. Yeah. yeah. So and wasn't for very long either. He only had like sixteen rushing yards. Yeah, uh, less than that, ten I think. Yeah, ten. Uh-huh. So in an NFC Championship game, your best player only touched the ball seven times. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess he just wasn't fully healthy, but he gets two weeks to rest for the Super Bowl. Because I mean, surely you're not going to sit here and think I'm going to rest my best player. Yeah. <laughs> in a game like that, like that's not your your thought process. Yeah, surely something went wrong there. Yeah, but hopefully he's healthy by. Um, by Super Bowl, I don't see either defense really being able to you know hold him back. Like he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna go flat out win the game if Todd Gurley's back, but he's gonna be able to do his thing. And you know, then you've got to hope you can contain Jared Goff and uh, in the passing game, uh, the Saints were somewhat able to. So, but they they looked like they were. I was like when that went into overtime, I was like, I just don't. 
Unless the Saints go score on the first drive, I don't see them winning. The Rams are just playing really good offense right now. Yeah. So, uh, and I think they they force Mark Ingram. Yeah, I don't get that at all. I'm like, dude, like I know I have orange goggles on, man, but Kamara gives you so much. And you were such a better football team when Alvin Kamara was your starting running back. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. And I I don't think Ingram's bad, but I, I think if if Alvin Kamara has a hot hand, why take him out? Right. I agree. Because like, I feel like it, it makes them predictable because they know that they're not gonna throw it to Mark Ingram out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, so Alvin Kamara had. Seven more touches than Mark Ingram, but it just felt like he wasn't getting the ball at crucial times. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. He was the leading receiver, though. Very weird. Yeah. But it looks like the, you know, we always talk about how bad the Patriots defense has been in the past few years. But do they, I mean, they make plays when. They always show up in the playoffs, dude. It pisses me off. They're like, they're not good until the playoffs. It's so stupid. Like, if I had a fantasy playoff team. The Patriots defense would probably be like one of my first picks. <laughs> yeah. Like they're always going to show up. I say that and hope Kansas City draws a field and yeah. wins. Dong punch. Dong punch it. Um, so who I, – I still think – I'm still taking Kansas City because I know I said last – I said last week. I said on Sunday or Wednesday. I feel like the Patriots are going to win somehow, some way, but I feel like the Chiefs should. I don't know. Yeah. They just – you can't ever bet against the Patriots in the – I mean, like, just the Rams and Patriots. Like, who wants to watch that? Right. There's no, like, storylines there, no. I feel like. I mean, Tom Brady, because, you know, he's the best quarterback ever. Yeah. Um, 41 years old. Or 40 years old. Yeah, he's 40 years old. Just in case you didn't know. Um, by the way, we need to watch that guy's DVD Yeah, I know. I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I mean, so I think if – I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know how good of a chance the Rams have. That offense has just not been super good since Gurley's been hurt. You don't know what's going on with him. Thankfully, that defense has played much, much better the last couple weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it really just depends on what that front seven for the Rams do. I think if you just went off talent and not, like, history, yeah, then I'd say the Rams should probably win yeah. against the Patriots. I, I think really against anybody. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're probably more talented than anybody in the league. Yeah, just off talent, right? Yeah, but there's always Belichick. There's always uh, if Belichick's man. coaching against you, don't count it in. He's an antichrist. He's got to be right. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. No doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Um, so I mean, I guess we can't really pick Super Bowl winner, but oh well, we'll do that on Wednesday. Yeah, more more content for Wednesday now. Oh my! That's see. That's like people act like that's not a big deal. Did you all just see what he did to his arm to make that throw? Sidearm, baby. Like him throwing the, like him throwing that ball while looking down the opposite hash. Like people act like that's not impressive. They're like they do that all the time, and I'm like, no. Quarterbacks will look down the hash as they're dropping back to look a safety off, and then go to their guy. He was staring down the opposite hash and threw it to the other hash. Like Side he just arm. he does some insane like. He's a great quarterback. I feel like he's a Bo Jackson type athlete. You know like, what I heard today plays. about him? What's that? That in 2020 he could be the first NFL player to make 200 million, sign a 200 million dollar contract. Really? Good God, he's moving. There you go. I I feel like 
Mahomes is is like a Bo Jackson type athlete where he just does freakishly and like freakish stuff that you think is impossible. Yeah. I was I was reading some story about Bo Jackson today, and they were talking about how, um, like all of his stories sound so fake and mythical, but they're all real. Yeah. They were, Speak, speaking of like dual sport athletes, did you see where Deion Sanders told Kyler Murray that he should play baseball? No. Oh, I think he. Yeah, I think he was talking about how he was talking about like saving his body and stuff. Wasn't yeah, he? he's yeah. he's like, if I had to go back, I would just play baseball. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, That's crazy to me to just like. To be the athlete you were and say, I shouldn't even play that sport when you're a Hall of Famer. I think everyone just knows how just rough the game, especially NFL football, is on your body. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone just accepts, like, how bad it is. But then you look at, like, look at Peyton. Look at Drew Brees. Look at Tom Brady. I mean, look how long they've been in the league playing quarterback. Peyton would still be in the league if he was healthy. Like, he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Like, Tom Tom Brady just takes care of himself. Right. Above and beyond anybody else. Yeah, but, I mean, you just, like... And he, he, Eli's old. Eli's yeah. pretty old. Um, and there's yeah. some wide receivers that have stayed in the game a long time. Running yeah. back. There's running backs. Larry that Fitzgerald. Have, you know, you you have those guys that I feel like if you take care of your body, um, you know, there's always going to be those freak accidents. But I mean, there's there's that in any sport. Right. Right. I so think, if if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. You know, I, you yeah. I think like all the football people saying go to baseball are probably just looking at. Longevity overall, and then also guarantee, more guaranteed money. Oh yeah, I say money. Yeah. yeah the the thing about it is though is you can go all the way back in football to like you know the first round pick, and you get more more guaranteed money the farther you go back in yeah. football. Whereas like baseball, the guaranteed money is for the top people, and football is more spread out. But it's not as much guaranteed money though, so right. it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think most people saying it are just talking about guaranteed money, and then also probably I'm assuming head injuries. So, I, don't know. I just think if you're one of the top draft picks, then you have a chance to make it to the league pretty quick. Yeah. But you know, I feel like there's so many question marks with how he plays the game, and there was a lot with Patrick Mahomes too. Right. So I mean, I, I don't know and, what you do in that. And it's Baker such Mayton. a weird situation. Because there's so many question marks with both of them. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's some guys that get drafted high and they get lost in the in the farm system in the minors. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very possible that he, you know, plays a couple of years and he could get injured. He could have a freak accident there. You know, arm yeah. go out, uh, a knee blow, something just running. Or maybe he tries, he tries football, and if it's if he's not, you know, the top guy wherever he goes. He can go back to baseball. Yeah, I'd say that's definitely the way to go, other rather than the other way around. Yeah. So, look at Tim Tebow. Didn't he make it all the way up to Double A? <laughs> I mean, and he hadn't played he, since they're high school. They're gonna call him up last they, season before he got hurt. Really? I mean, the Mets are horrible, dude. Okay, so speaking and probably of that, to put people in the seats, but still, some people were talking about. So I think it was Aaron Torres tweeted how um, if Tebow had just not been so stubborn and been willing to just get on a roster, pretty much, that he would have been the. Uh, um, Taysom, Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill to every you know whatever team he ended up on, and people were like he's nowhere near as athletic. Did you watch the man play college football? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then if you didn't watch him play college football, watch his high school documentary because there is a game that the man runs like a forty yard touchdown on a broken leg. Yeah, like he's a freak athlete. Oh yeah, he's one of the most athletic people to play the game of football in the last twenty years. Now. 
Taysom Hill is a freak out. I'll give him that. He's yeah. it's but it's so weird. Like yeah. I feel like you have to be at the right place to be able to use a guy like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they just mean in special teams and then you can put them as like a kind of like an H back and do different and it I think a lot of what is good for Taysom Hill is you're kind of disguising what you're doing because you're not exactly sure why he's on the field. So you're kind of just throwing out um, a wild card, pretty much. Absolutely. It's same thing with Tim Tebow. And then you can have him on a roster as a backup quarterback. I, I agree. I think if he was more willing, which I always said, he needs to just kind of dedicate to being a fullback. I mean, imagine how – or a tight end. Imagine how dominant he could be as a fullback or a tight end. Yeah. It just it blew my mind. But, yeah, people who were saying Tim Tebow is nowhere near, I thought he's way more athletic. Well, I don't know if I'd say way more athletic. He's way more – He's probably more fit for what Tyson Hill does on the offensive side of the ball than Tyson Hill is. Like, obviously, he wouldn't return punts and kicks and stuff. But right. there's stuff he'd do offensively that I think he'd do better. So, um, Did he end up catching that? Wow. Imagine Tim Tebow doing that right there. Slipping out of the backfield. Love it. I love uh, him hitting home runs, too. I'll take it. Either way. Do your thing, Timmy Tebow. Um, most important of the week. Most important. Um, I had it and I lost it. Oh, important. I do. Um, Jay Morant, I think that's how you say it. Um, is the first D one player in the last twenty seasons with forty points, ten assists, and five steals in a game. Hmm. He plays for Murray State. But still, still, um, he's you know going to be a lottery pick in this year's um, NBA draft. Just a freak athlete, and you know that's pretty impressive to score forty points in a in forty minutes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see, let me pull this up. Okay, uh, first I've got. A new NCAA leader alert um, at 16.08. Jalen Tate is your new – 16.08 meters, sorry. Jalen Tate is your new NCAA track and field leader in the men's indoor triple jump. So, Tennessee leading again in track and field, man. man. They've been doing well lately. <laughs> doing well. Pretty impressive what the smaller sports have been able to do lately. Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't get as much of attention, but for me it's still at least exciting. So. That's your only most important? That I have a most important that's kind of, I have a lot of fails, but I have a most important that can also be a fail. Most important for one team, fail for another. Um, so, Maryville College women tied a pair of NCAA records on Sunday as the Scots topple Wesleyan College 112 to 9. Hmm. That's like us when we beat the. Uh, <laughs> what was it, like 81 to 1? The one? Ambassadors. 81 to 1? 71 yeah. to 1? Yeah, they scored so, one point. Back. Backstory to that, I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, so we played a it was our eighth grade year in basketball. We were a pretty good team. Like we probably should have gone farther than we did, mm-hmm. and uh, not due to me. I sat on the bitch. Yeah. But uh, we played either. we played in a in a tournament over winter break, and it was this homeschool team, and they were just terrible. You could tell by them warming up. Like you knew they were terrible. Like we saw it, and our coach, who was a dickhead, turned around to us and was like, "If you all let up." even a little bit, I'll pull you out and you will not play the rest of the season. So we are, everyone is trying as hard as they can, pouring it on these poor ass homeschool kids. 
Yeah. Because we <laughs> we would have never – first off, that was the only game we had to play all year. They <laughs> barely got it past half court. Yeah. And when they – and I think they finally did, and a kid just throw like, drives in the lane and just throws up some horrible shot. No one touches him, and they call a foul, and he hits one free throw. Yeah, and they told our coach, they said, that wasn't a foul. <laughs> Sorry about it. Like, And our, our coach, he was a dick, so he yeah. probably got mad about it right. anyway. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't. We thought we might get a chance to play after that game, so we had to try. If I had known I wouldn't have played after that game anyways, I probably would have taken it easy. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, hey, I get a chance to play. Yeah, exactly. So That was my thought. I think I had like eight points. I walked off the court, and the girls' head coach at the time uh, was like, you guys know you all are all going to hell, right? Because they're like a Christian school. <laughs> so I feel like our girls' basketball team would have beat them. Yeah, probably. I think our middle school girls team was pretty good that year, weren't they? Because they had Jasmine. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so they had 35 assists, so at least they were moving the ball around in that. But 112 to 9. I mean, that can't be fun to watch. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> this man is in. Oh. He's got shoulder pads on. Yeah, that's I love it. I wanted to go over their uh, their scores. I'll go over from January. They've lost 93 to 17, 92 to 31, 98 to 25, 88 to 22, 55 to 32. That was a close game. 96 to 31, 89 to 14, 101 to 12, and 112 to 9. They got to learn to forfeit. Jesus. I know. Just stop driving the bus. They play Maryville again in February. So who is this team? Wesleyan College from Georgia. Georgia Wesleyan. Oh, my. Yeah, that's rough. Very, very rough. Yes. So most most important to Maryville, fail to Wesleyan. Dang. That's sad. Yeah. I have another most important. Um, Tennessee baseball is getting their turf. Yeah, it's all those pictures you posted. Yeah, look oh, good. It it does look a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. Like my. I guess it's just me picturing turf. Like, it does look better. It well, it, it's patterned. That's yes. what makes it look better. Yeah, it's patterned. Um, one more most important. Uh, for, I forgot to mention it during uh, UT basketball, but Jordan Bone has the best assist turnover ratio in the conference right now. Uh, Thirty assists to uh, six turnovers. So he's so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he just played a lot better this year. Been a, been a real quarterback of that offense, so that's been nice. Yeah. Um, fail the week. Or do you have any more most important? I do not have any more. Do you? Uh, no. I, I will know. mention that Todd Kelly is retiring from football. Oh, yeah. Um, so, wish him the best of luck. Something funny someone did mention. They were like, he has to be – he has to have the most interceptions for the least amount of points in – or for the, the most interceptions with the least amount of yards in the history of defensive players. Yeah. And that is so true. Yeah. Like, it is the I most – that. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll laugh pretty hard at that. I have one more kind of fail, but it also could be a most important because of what this kid has done. I'm trying to find his stats. I meant to look that up before I came in. Totally forgot. Uh, so Cade Ballard tweeted, um, he's the quarterback at Green or former quarterback at Greenville. He was the, um, he's now committed to Navy, I believe, or yeah. Army. One or the other. Army. Yeah, Army. Um, and his dad just retired as the head coach at Greenville. Mm-hmm. Someone tweeted, because he tweeted, you know, like, Thinking my dad, whatever, you know, the, one of those sentiments. And um, someone tweeted back at him and said, yeah, lucky daddy is the coach. Only way you would have had an opportunity. 
Okay, first off, this kid's a straight baller. <laughs> he, yeah. I think he's a two-time uh, Mr. or Mr. Football Award winner. Yeah. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to find his. Okay, here it is from last year, him winning Mr. Football. So maybe it'll give us some stats. This is his junior year stats. So fail for that guy, and then most important for Cade, who balled out. Which, I mean, I know Greenville is Greenville, but he threw for 2,900 yards, 35 passing TDs, and 16 rushing TDs. I mean, the dude's throwing up the when you used to play uh, Campus Legend on NCAA. Yeah, he's, he's throwing, 51 total touchdowns. Yeah, he's throwing up Campus Legend numbers. That's crazy. <laughs> that was his junior year. And then he won it again his senior year, so I'm sure his numbers were just as good, if not better. Yeah. There's one game they had like 40 points in like 26 seconds of possession. So Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they definitely need to move up. Yeah, that school is just so small and they never will. Like they're yeah. not even close to moving up. It's wild. Maybe in football, but not in any other sports. Yeah. So um I've got a couple more fails. I got a fail. Okay. So Georgia Athletic Director um ordered security at the Georgia Kentucky basketball game um because a f- Kentucky fan had a Annie, Eddie Grand loves UK sign, um, and ordered to confiscate it. Yeah, Eddie, and for those of you who don't know what's going on, Eddie Grand was offered the offensive coordinator position at Georgia and declined to stay at Kentucky. And so a fan had that, and a Georgia, the Georgia athletic director, that's so soft. Thought it was so inappropriate that he went and confiscated it. That's soft. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like it said, George's a piece of shit, Eddie Grand's didn't want to come to your school. It just said, Eddie Grand loves UK. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what's so bad about that. Like, if, out of all the things that people could put on signs, and you're going to get... I feel like you could definitely, like, file, like, a freedom of speech thing against them. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to. I'm sure they won't go through that much trouble, but I'm sure no. you could. Um, my fail. That's also funny too. Yeah, it's hilarious. I don't know why you do that. Like, why would you even try to? Like, you know that would get out. I don't know. Yeah. It seems really dumb. Um, my fail is uh, ESPN put up a statistic that said most consecutive games averaging forty points per game, which makes no sense to me because you can't average a certain amount of points over a consecutive amount of games. Like, you can only score like. Because where would it start and where would it end? Because technically, you could go 40 points for your entire career, average 40 points per game for your entire career, and every game you played in your career would be that average. Like you would have averaged 40 points per game for a 1,000 games. So I don't get how that is a real statistic. It's kind of like Kankles. You used to know that Family Guy episode? Where does the calf end and the ankle begin? <laughs> like where does, where does it end and begin? Like what game do you magically decide to start and stop the 40-point game average at? You don't. So that's a terrible statistic. It makes absolutely no sense, actually. In fact, they probably did that for Wilt Chamberlain. He probably averaged 40 points per game in his career because it says 515. So, like, you technically could have had a two-point game, you know, and then a 78-point game. Yeah. And over those two games, you averaged. They just stopped the Patriots on the fourth down. Hell yeah, Kansas City. Let's get it. I think that's all I've got, though, for fail. Oh my god, guys. We're about to get off here and watch Kansas City WGWTFA. I like it. Hopefully. I would love nothing more. Eric Berry in the middle of it celebrating. That's all I got. That's all I got too, guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. If you make it out to Vanderbilt, 
Use Tixblix. Get your tickets. Promo code. Armchair. 5% off. 5%. Check it, guys. T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z. Love you guys. Go Vols. Um, go Vols. And we're pulling the ludicrous this week. We're coming for your number one spot. Ooh. Ooh. Luda. Luda. We're coming for your number one spot. And we bring in the boat in and we out.